Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. My name is Clay Newcomb, and I'm the host of the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast. I'll also be your host into the world of hunting, the icon of North American wilderness, the bear. We'll talk about tactics, gear, conservation, but we'll also bring you into some of the wildest country on the planet chasing bears. On this episode of the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast, we're getting back into some tactical how-to stuff with our good friends at Northwoods Bear Products, and we're talking with one of the owners, Colby McReynolds. We're going to talk about baiting bears. We're going to talk about how to use commercial scents inside of baiting bears. So you can hear about some of their products, but mainly what we're trying to do is educate people on how to use their scent products, because if you're baiting bear, it just makes sense to be using commercial scents because they put off a more powerful scent profile than basically any natural base scent that you can have. Granted, there are some great natural scents that you can use as well. As we get into this, this is a little bit different than what we've been doing. Again, this is like a tactical podcast, which is that's what a lot of people want. I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to tactics, but I'm also a sucker for a good story and just a fun time. So this is kind of both of those things combined. I also want to put in there the conservation angle, which I think is so important on everything that we do inside of bear hunting. Hunting over bait is often misperceived as, as many, many different things, but I'm here to tell you that some of the toughest hunting that I do is are, are baited hunts and they're do-it-yourself baited hunts that I do here in Arkansas and in Oklahoma. 
Baiting bears is a fantastic way for selective harvest inside of hunting. If you're targeting an older mature male, it's extremely challenging to target one and successfully take him over bait, but also baiting with cameras and using scents and all this stuff is a great way to be highly selective. So let me ask you a question. Inside of conservation, which guy is more honorable? The guy that goes out and shoots the shoots a younger juvenile bear using some other method, or the guy that's using bait takes years before he harvests an animal and kills an older mature male over bait. That's probably not a real fair analogy, but from a conservation angle, the guy that's targeting the older mature males over bait is the conservation winner. Because like for myself, I don't kill bear over bait every year in Arkansas and Oklahoma. Actually, I haven't killed a, bait, a bear over bait in Arkansas, I think since 2011. Granted, I have taken, I believe, three or four bears in Oklahoma over bait in the last five years. A point is, is that you can't just look at something and say, oh man, they're just putting out donuts and bait, that's not fair chase, that's not hunting. Man, it is. And you, you've caught me on my soapbox because as hunters, I feel like we need to stand together. You know that you hear me talk about all, that all the time. But we also need to look at different parts of hunting as they are, which these baited hunts are conservation hunts because they're, they're taking place in places that spot and stalk hunting just could not fulfill the management goals of the science-based organizations that are designed to make bear populations thrive, like in Oklahoma, Arkansas, these places. Man, they want to take out a certain percentage of bears every year, and baiting is the only way that they can do it. And so that's what we do. So you're going to enjoy this podcast with my good friend Colby McReynolds of Northwoods Bear Products, and also Bernie Berenger's on here for a couple minutes. We're at the ATA show in Louisville, Kentucky. Mmm, you're going to like it. Welcome to the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast. We are again at the ATA show, Archery Trade Association show, 2019, Louisville, Kentucky. And we are at the Northwoods Bear Products booth. And I've got with me Colby and Bernie. And uh, Colby, introduce yourself first. I'm, I'm not going to say much at all. Introduce, introduce yourself, and then we'll do the same for Bernie. And then we're going to, I'll go ahead and tell everybody what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about, I want to hear introductions from you guys. Then I want to hear from you, Colby. Colby's a, the, one of the owners of Northwoods Bear Products. I want to hear about your business as if someone who didn't know anything about it, like Bear Sense and what you guys do, because you produce Bear Sense for attracting bears for hunting. So I want to hear about that. And then we're going to talk, Bernie, and this is where you can get involved, is how we're using these products out in the field and and how people can use this stuff but um and and northwoods has been a long time partner of bear hunting magazine so i've known these guys bernie is a columnist in the magazine but go ahead colby tell us who you are all right well i'm colby mcreynolds uh co-owner of northwoods bear products That's so good. yeah so i'm one of the owners me my dad um and brian he's overworking the booth right now we are all three equal part owners in northwoods bear products yeah. and it's uh, exactly what you said you know we manufacture 
bear attractants, you know, commercial yeah. sense uh, for, you know, the purpose of attracting bears, yeah. you know. Um, and it's mostly black bears, but we do actually, you know, we, some of our stuff crosses over and does quite well with, like, grizzlies, browns, stuff like that. So Yeah. yeah. So give me, like, a rundown of the types of products, like from, like, you have these dry powder scents. Yep. You have sprays. What yep. would if you could categorize it yeah so our spray scents um they come in a little bit larger volume you know they're a 32 ounce jug um and they're already they're they're ready to pop a sprayer in and use as is um you know you we it comes with a sprayer and the idea behind it is you know use it as a cover scent and also as an attractant okay, okay. so each each time we're in and out of that bait um you know everybody dates baits at a little different rate you know for us uh when we're up in minnesota you know we can only get up there once a week um and in wisconsin we can bait every day so when we're in wisconsin we go ahead and we spray that every time we're in and out and i don't i don't okay. really get married to one spray scent you know i may switch it up um throughout the year um but the idea behind it is i spray it up in the trees around the area our spray scents will spray out you know 20 30 feet um yeah. you can you can find mist it or you can streak shoot it you know and, and yeah. cover some distance so i like to uh, get that up and around the tree stand prior to um you know when we go in there to hunt so it's, it's just kind of they're used to that scent up in the air um and that way it does work well as in a as a cover scent you know when you do actually go in to hunt so yeah. um that's one you know that would be the application for the the spray scents yeah. um the how, how long has northwoods been in business uh, so we've actually been in business for about 12 years. Um, we have made our own attractants for going on 30 years. Now, did, did your dad start the business? Yeah. Yep. Okay. My dad did. Um, at the time, I was, you know, I was still kind of a young buck when he yeah. <laughs> when he started the business up. You were and wanting I was, him to make, like, bubblegum scent. Yeah, stuff. everything. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> Cheerios. <laughs> so, no. Um, so, as it started, you know, uh, this was just something that, you know, we were kind of messing with. Just honestly, um, we were hunting bears, and that's where our focus was. And we were trying to do whatever we could to either outbait, outperform, you know, our competition. Yeah. Um, and so we started manufacturing our own, you know, scents. And they've they've all evolved over the years. But, um, yeah. you know, what started out is buying just a little bit of anise at, you know, the grocery store and, yeah, you know, yeah. things you pick up along the way. And, and uh, it just kind of kind of started from there, and it branched out and, yeah. and got bigger. And, and I guess the, the biggest thing was uh, the people that did come and, and hunt with us saw the success we were having. Um, and I think we related it a lot back to the, the use of attractants. Um, yeah. And so, you know, we, we were getting a lot of people along the way saying, hey, you guys should really start up a business and, you know, yeah. and market this stuff. So that's yeah. kind of how I got that's started. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's to me, that is a, a great segue in here to talking with Bernie Berenger. Um, because as, as a person who baits bear myself in Arkansas and Oklahoma and I hunt in Canada every year, these com and some people don't understand why you need to use commercial scents because they're like, well, the bait that we're using already has scent properties. And the truth is you could put out a bait with just your bait and you could get bears to come into it without commercial scent. That's the, the but the reason we use it is because this stuff is way more powerful than any 
than just right. about any natural scent that right. you're going to be able to have. So you're going to attract more bears. You're going to the bears are going to get this oil-based stuff on their feet, on their fur, on their pads. They're going to track it all over. So it basically amplifies the the scent signature of your bait right. dramatically. But yeah, before, could, hey, before we jump into that, tell us who you are, Bernie. All right, Bernie Berenger. I'm just a guy that's addicted to bear hunting and been doing it for uh, about 20 years and have killed uh, a few bears. Yeah. Well, so, and you're more than that. You're a columnist and bear I'm magazine. a full-time outdoor writer and a columnist. Full-time and outdoor I have a, writer. I have a YouTube channel that has a lot of bear hunter followers, too. Yep. So yeah. And you run Bucks, Bulls, and Bears. Bucks, Bulls, and Bears, the weekly email news blast. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I've been sponsored by Northwoods Bear Procs for several years, and uh, I love their products, and it's very very easy for me to promote them so yeah. you know you mentioned that you could go out and put a uh, a bear bait out without any scent and uh, still probably attract some bears well you could br- you could also drive a pinto station wagon instead yeah, of an exactly. Esc- escalade too if you want but right. these really make all the difference in the world and particular i like their gold rush it is uh it's a super concentrated formula that you mix with cooking oil yes and you do like you can put one or two ounces and five gallons of cooking oil and it is incredible the way it smells i open all my baits when i put a new bait out that's what i use nowadays to open all the baits and if i could describe what it smells like it's sort of like a butterscotch caramel it, yes. you know if, you, if you're familiar with like werther's candy you know how addicted yep. those things are Though, that's kind of what it's like, and the bears, they really, really like it, and it's super loud, very strong. So yeah. I use that for, for opening all the baits. When I put out a bait, I like to use, I like to say I use three levels. I like stuff on the ground, I like stuff at the bear's level, and I like stuff up high. Yeah. And that kind of covers all of the whatever wind direction you're going to have and, and yeah. thermals and everything like that. So, you know, the gold rush, that's the ground. That's I spread that on. Uh, all around the bait and stuff like that and then the spray sense hey uh, let me let me stop you right there with the gold rush because i want to talk specifically about that okay because to me that that is one of the that's that's my favorite product that you guys make it really is and i want to say too that i am not a i am not a gadget guy i mean like i don't want to sit here with you guys and promote a bunch of stuff that I don't believe that people need. I mean, that's just the truth. This stuff, if you're baiting bears, is the real deal. And Bernie said you mix it with oil. You can mix it with used fryer grease. Right. Used fryer grease is a commodity that's relatively easy to get from restaurants. You get five gallons of fryer grease. And this gold gold rush, I've got a bottle here in my hand. It comes in eight-ounce bottles, and that will treat... 40 gallons. 40 gallons of grease and i'll tell you what i do a lot of times i mix it a little hotter don't Just, tell people that but that's what i do too <laughs> i mean it does it, it will absolutely it, it, it works so good that you just want to add extra you know yeah. you just like you love putting it out there yeah. but it but to me what the fry the reason the fryer grease is so good is because it is a caloric it has caloric value right i mean like it's something that the bears eat but it's also it, it's oil-based, and so it has the ability to stick on stuff, not be as influenced by moisture to dissipate, get all over the bear's fur, his feet, all over him, and then he leaves, and he's leaving scent trails. Because when you're baiting bear, the the biggest thing you're trying to do is attract as many bears as possible from as far away as possible, and the more scent signature that you can have on that bait, that's not going to evaporate. It's not going to go away within three days. 
is better. And, man, that fryer grease stuff, that, that gold rush, you can go back to a bait weeks after you've baited. The next year. And you still smell it. The next year you start digging in the dirt. It's like, I can smell it the next year. Yes, it's crazy. It's, it is it is powerful stuff. Yeah. But Yeah. And, and Colby mentioned something before we started the podcast. Um, I've, I've used the, fryer, the, the gold rush to make scent drags to get bait started. Sure. I think you've done that too before, yeah. Bernie. But where you start a bait and then whether you tie a rag to a four-wheeler on a rope and you drive down logging roads that lead, you know, starting at your bait, or whether you go on foot. What I've done a couple of times is gone on foot into areas dragging a rag covered in North Gold Rush. Yeah. And, and had tremendous response of bears finding it quick. But. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say also then that, you know, I like to get stuff up high, like he mentioned spraying stuff up in the trees and things like that. And I found that the specific smells that are really good in the fall tend to be more like the fruit type smells the natural foods type smells the blueberry cherry and things like that in the spring stuff like a beaver caster has been really good for me in the spring it's good year round but right. particularly in the spring that that would be my number one choice so i got it up high i got it on the ground and then um people talk about bears tracking stuff around well i like to get the stuff on the bears first so i'll i'll see the trails that they're coming in and i'll spray the bushes along the sides of the trails where they're coming in and out of the bait and then i just carry a bottle with me every time i bait and i just freshen it up a little bit i'm a little different than some people he meant he says you know he likes to use a lot of different ones i've you know, bears are all individuals. They kind of have personalities. That's really not the right word for it, but they are individuals right. and have individual, individual characteristics. And some bears are, especially mature males, can be really much more intimidated by the bait package of smells, which includes the bait and the lures that you're using and your own personal scent and stuff like that. And if you change up too much on some of those big mature males, it can throw them off a little bit. They might back yep. off. So I tend to use the same... I pick one smell that I think is going to be good, and I just try to use the same one yeah. at each bait and, and just carry a bottle with me every time I go in. You know, that's, a, that's a good topic, and I'd like to hear from either one of you, and, and I think I've, I know your opinion. You just said it, but it, it seems like the rational thing would be, well, multiple types of scents. You know, like let's try the Gold Rush, and then let's try the Cherry Burst, and let's try this. You know, just thinking that they're going to be a – appeal to like a buffet style scent but what you're saying is that you don't like to do that well i don't like to change it up in midstream i guess is what i'm saying because you know the bears become accustomed to the smells and sights of the bait package and it's it's not necessarily true of smaller introducing something new to them that they're going to have to you know a big mature male he's he's skittish about this bait anyway he he walks in there like I know I really shouldn't be here. You know yeah. that you know that's kind of the way they come in. Yeah. And so if you introduce something completely different in midstream, like after a week or ten days, he might just go. You know I think I'm just going to back off and wait till dark today because I don't really like this. So yeah. that's why I, I continue to use the same lure at and and I'll it, even make notes. I'm using cherry at this one and I'm using blueberry at this one and gold mist at this one or whatever. And, and I think the principle that you're you're tapping on there is just consistency. Yeah. Because at a bait site, you're trying to produce something that's very consistent because in the natural world, consistency means safety. If that bear knows that, and consistency even like when you go to the bait and how how many people you take in there. I mean, right. like like you, you want to 
you want to just do the same thing and be regimented as much as possible right. every time. So that would even fall into scents. You're saying use the same kind of scent. Yeah, that's my preference. You know, yeah. Colby, you know, you and your dad been doing this for a long time. I'll let you talk about it a little bit. I, I know that I disagree with his dad. His dad's real hard to disagree with. I'll just tell you that right <laughs> up front. He's, he's pretty bullheaded. I guess that's a kind way to put it. Yeah. But uh, we, we don't agree on everything, but we both kill bears. So, yeah. Colby, want to address this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think um, I will I'll go back with what I said um, prior. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily married to a specific spray scent. Um, and I mean, you know, as far as like a specific flavor, you know, I won't just stick with that for the full year. What I guess I meant by that is I may have a dozen bait sites and one of them might be exactly what Bernie said. I might have a combination of blueberry um, spray scent, cherry burst with the powder, and then I use, you know, the gold rush, you know, also. Um, And the next bait site down the road, I might be using cinnamon spray scent with a gold dust powder um, in the gold rush, you know. So it's, it's, I'll mix it up, you know, just to see what kind of reaction we get, uh, you know, on on different baits. Now, I do stay consistent with that bait, what scent I'm using. And if I do switch it up, I don't just switch it up for one night and then go back to something else, you know. If I switch it up, I'll, I'll stay consistent with that pattern you know for for sure a week um and just you know try something new if you've got long periods of time that like in wisconsin we can bait from april 15th um all the way through october um yeah we've got many you know many months um to play with things and and try out different you You know know, i think for me to chime in on this with what i do i just don't like to use a new spray or new loud scent like two days before i'm hunting yep like so I use different scents on a bait, yep. but I don't like to introduce something new because I've heard of stories where guys, like a hunter coming on a guided hunt, brings his own scent. The outfitters never used that scent before. Yep. He comes in and just douses this area. And to a bear, that's like yep. loud. It's like screaming in his ear. Absolutely. To us, it's, you know, we can smell it. But to a bear, that's his primary yeah. interaction something with new. the world. It's through his nose. Yep. And I've heard people, I've never experienced it, but I've heard people say they've seen bears come in and be like wait a minute this yep. place didn't smell like ten thousand cherries dropped right. out of the sky yesterday <laughs> yeah and so it kind of gets them on edge but but uh let me ask you a question colby what is and, and let me give context to the question regionally different flavors might do better and you've experienced that too bernie have you seen a flavor that's the best and i realize from a you're a businessman right. so you you want to you don't want to pigeonhole people into like right. buying one thing because it's just worked for you but is there a scent that worked because that's my question even and i've used a ton of them and i honestly can't say that i've seen like a massive a tangible difference between one of the other aside from the gold rush right. which it's a, just a different product yep between the gold rush which is a fire concentrated fire grease additive to the to the spray to the powders I feel like the concentrated stuff, but but amongst flavors, is that a fair question? Yeah, it is. And I'll I'll say the same thing. I think far and away, Gold Rush is the most popular. Um, it's our favorite product to use while we're out, you know, hunting, and and it's just. Did it's, your dad melt down Werther's Originals and put it in exactly like canola oils? No. <laughs> <laughs> Back in like the nineties, right. it was like melting them down. Yeah. No, uh, no, it's a it's a combination of a few things, and it just uh, works well together. And, yeah. and like you yeah, said, yeah. that marriage it, it, with the um, 
fryer oil it's just the perfect combination you know it, it's it sticks to the trees gets all over everything they can drag it throughout the, the yeah. woods on their paws and hair but um back to your question um you know regionally i will say um like we do the harrisburg pennsylvania show um see a lot of outfitters there and it is it's kind of it's fun to talk with them um because they'll you know they'll buy a a wide variety of spray scents and then they all like over the next couple of years they each have their own like we've got we've got one outfitter um that just swears by beaver castle that's all he uses that's all he'll buy that's all he uses with the gold rush um yeah. doesn't really do much with the powders um now we've got another um outfitter that is you know not too far they're not overly far from one another he swears by blueberry and that's all he does you know is blueberry powder blueberry spray scent and gold rush so you know it's it's you know i think it's a lot to do with personal opinion and what you perceive your bears how you're they're reacting to the scent that you're you're putting out um i can't say that that i have you know a far like and away favorite right yeah that yeah. that just outperforms everything else you know i yeah. i i tend to lean on blueberry a lot when i'm in in minnesota only you know just let me ask you a question do you like blueberries i do that's, that's why. why okay there it is you, <laughs> you confirmed know exactly it. you confirmed yeah, it. and that's why so that's the way i pick it i'm yep. like i when i get i get multiple kinds of northwoods every year and i I think it depends on whether I'm hungry or not. Right. Like I'm like, do I get the do I get the blueberry or the donut? Oh, donuts. You're right, exactly. I'm, no. I'm kind of being funny, but I'm being serious too. No, and you're I right. Think, I think a lot of it, like, to a, this is what I've always tried to understand, is a bear doesn't perceive the world like a human does. Right. They And we know that from the way that they interact with bait. A bear would rather eat a white oak acorn as he would a, a glazed donut. Yep. To us that doesn't make any sense i mean like so i feel like they're interacting with the scent different than we are yeah and it and so you know we're and we're trying to humanize them in a way like oh he'd like a donut yeah but and and i'm not saying that's negative i'm just saying probably any of them would work that's my point that's that's that's, my point yeah i couldn't agree more with you you know and i think any of them will work you know and i think we gravitate to the ones that are more potent you yeah. know the ones that reach out and slap you in the nose you know yeah, that's yeah. the ones we gravitate to oh my gosh that smells so powerful so it's unbelievable to you and i it is to, they can smell i you know what is it three hundred thousand times better than you and i so a lot better it's yeah it's it's unbelievable um so yeah like i said we gravitate towards those that are more pungent and everything and yeah. what we associate with that with that region you know like in minnesota and, we got a lot of blueberries a, um wisconsin and that's a, a valid point is that what you were going to talk about yeah, I was going to mention that. I, I think that people, you know, I worked a booth with these guys quite a bit. People come walking by and they look and they go, um, oh, yeah, they got a blueberry scent. You know, we got blueberries in our area. Bears right. probably eat blueberries. We'll try that. You know, it's either that or they, it's like you say, where this one, I'd like to put this one on my pancakes. I'm going to yeah. take this one, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, everybody judges different. But the reality is what what we're doing here is, is we're just putting a scent in the air that a bear walks downwind and he goes, you know, I got to walk over there and check that out. That's yeah. that's really all we're doing, yeah. and um, all of the flavors will do that at the right times. And right. you know, I keep saying this, but bears are individuals, and some of them will prefer a candy scent. Yes, and some of them will prefer a fruit scent, and some of them will prefer more of a like a 
like the uh, beaver caster or yeah. something like that. So it's really hard to yeah. say which one could be the I, best. I'll never forget when I first started baiting bears in Arkansas, I heard a lady that was – she. I just remember who she was. She's become a friend of mine. She, she told me a story, and at the time it was something I'd never seen, but she said she one day put out uh, these little fried pies, you know, like a blueberry pie and a lemon pie, like you'd buy at a gas station, just like individually wrapped. And she said a bear came in, and he picked through those pies, and when he would bite into a lemon pie, he would spit it out. Yeah. Spit it out. And then he'd go, and, and I, le- I learned that, is that yeah. they're just like uh, us. Yeah, they are. They're just like us. They have specific flavors. I had some, uh, I bought a bunch of gummy bears one time, and one of the boxes that accidentally got thrown in was sour gummy bears. And oh. I gave that, I, it was like, I put it out, the bears didn't eat it. And another guy, I was, saw him at the uh, at uh, Lucky 7 Bear Bait when I was there the next time. I said, yeah, I tried those sour gummy bears. And the guy's like, oh, man, the bear, I, I use the heck out of those. They work great. I'm like, uh, the bear that came in wouldn't eat them. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're all, they're all different. And uh, it's funny how bears will pick through a bait. And one bear will come in, and he'll dig through all the sweets, and he'll dig down to the beef fat or whatever. Right. Yeah. You know, and um, I had a situation certain where times a year when they do that, yeah, where they'll wade through all the donuts to get to. I've seen one wade through donuts later in the fall season and grab a beef bone and crunch it. Yeah. I mean, like, and you're like, wait a minute, you're you're crunching on a rotten bone. Yeah. Rather than eating these fresh donuts, but just for that time of year, that's what they wanted. And I, one time, uh, I had a guy uh, had a fruit stand that gave me a bunch of watermelons, and I took these watermelons and put them out on my bear baits. And I come back the next two, three days, and these watermelons are just sitting there. And I'm like, oh, I guess they don't want watermelon. I just kind of kicked one of them, and to look inside of it, see if it was rotten or something like that, and it looked okay to me. Well, I come back the next day, and every watermelon was completely cleaned up. <laughs> well. They just had never. They just never opened it, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. once it was opened, they smelled it and they ate it. So, I mean, there's not many watermelons in the Minnesota bush. Up no, there. not too many. It doesn't. Watermelons don't do well. That, that and alligators, they don't yeah. do well in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I got to go to a meeting, man. It's been okay, great Bernie. talking with you, Thank and you. Uh, thanks for for everything that you've done, and thanks for uh, Northwoods Bear Products, man. I, I got yeah. a great relationship with them. I love yeah. their products, and they've helped me kill a lot of bears. Yep. So, yep. Thanks, man. Right on, Bernie. Thank you. Thank you, Bernie. Well, Colby, I think the I, – I, I started off by talking about how – well, let me let me back up. Anybody that's baiting bears, if you're going to invest the time and energy into gathering bait, putting out a bait site, you need to be using commercial sense. And there's tons of guys in the bear baiting community that don't. Because, I mean, it does cost money. Yep. It is another thing that you have to buy. But my whole point to people is, and again, the purpose being of this, not even as much to sell Northwoods Bear products, but just to get people using sense in general. Yeah. I mean, just the whole concept of it. Yeah. Um, is that is that it's going to make, you're going to attract more bears, and over a period of time, you're going to end up being able to kill the bear you want because it's just it's just another layer to your strategy of attraction yeah and so just in general if you're baiting bears and you're not using commercial sense you're missing out and then obviously we want to buy we want to buy from you guys right and it's great stuff so that's not what i'm saying my point is is that 
this isn't a sales pitch. This is a this is a pitch to man. If you're gonna be putting in this energy and effort, try it. Yeah, try it. And I I have some. Um, to me, the the most beneficial time that I've used these has been in starting a bait. And uh, talk to me about like how you like you like to use it, and so do I throughout the baiting sequence. Yep. But uh, like, how do you how do you use it? Okay, so uh, so we're basically we're speaking right now about Gold Rush is the product that we're talking about. Okay. Um, you know, and, and we use it the same way. That is absolutely how we fire up every single one of our bait sites. We mix Gold Rush with fryer oil, shake it up. This last year, I actually, um, usually what I do is I'll take five gallons of fryer oil, I'll take an ounce or two of Gold Rush, pour it in there, shake it up, dump the majority of it on the ground in front of the bait site, take the last little bit and maybe throw it up, you know, maybe okay. head high just to kind of cover that, you know, I guess zone two is uh, Bernie described yeah. it, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Um, this year, however, I uh, wanted to try something new. Um, I used the, the grease um, and I, I put it in a one gallon uh, spray pump, like a weed sprayer. Okay. Okay. And so I had a gallon of grease and I added just basically a cap full of gold rush. Um, so same ratio, you know, um, and pumped that baby up and I sprayed it on the ground, sprayed it everywhere. And I was just able to kind of broaden that area that I was dispersing the gold rush into. Now I was able to shoot it as a, at a stream out further behind the bait site, you know, whereas when you're pouring it out, you're concentrating right on in front of the bait site, they're stepping in it. And that's great. What you're doing is you're increasing the surface area of that product so that air you know it can disperse better. yes yep and and then the you know the i would spray it down the trails that where they were walking in on yeah, um, yeah, yeah. just you know the same concept of getting it you know in the hair follicles even on their pads and everything and they're taking that out they're doing the work for you at that they're point doing the work you know so they're really spreading that out for you um yeah and the calling um power of gold rush is really unbelievable um i'll tell a short story about an outfitter in northern saskatchewan that very skeptical outfitters are by far the hardest sell they've been doing it for a very very long time at a very high level um and so anything new they're very skeptical about anything Um, they've got to spend money on yeah you bet you bet and so we were having a discussion with one um and i said well hey why don't you just try one single bottle of gold rush out on one bait and we'll see what happens you know and and so we agreed to that um so what ended up happening, um, and the exact numbers I don't remember, uh, but it was somewhere around two boning crocket bears and four pope and young bears in one week time came off the same bait and the only bait they used gold rush on. Really? And a bait, uh, one of the boning crocket bears that came um, to this bait was completely nocturnal, eight miles away. Never had visited that oh, bait site wow. before showed up there during the daylight um and they got that bear and they had been after wow. that bear for a few years um wow. and so he was completely sold from that point wow. and just blew him away you know and yeah. and uh they joke about it you know the guys that were in the camp that week we've talked to a few of them were friends with a few of them and and uh they were like it was just you know it was it was crazy you know that they cherished that one eight ounce bottle of gold rush like it was actual yeah. gold you know yeah. and so it was uh it was it was a neat story and we've got multiple stories like yeah. that especially i want to um, tell one too yeah go ahead well this would be the kind of story that i hear that i hear more of my good friend who's a i call him the bear bait and jedi of arkansas ryan greb he's been on the podcast before yeah he uh and again this story isn't wasn't he didn't make a big deal of this he just told me this is he had a buddy in oklahoma that was baiting bears had a marginal property 
it was a property that didn't really attract that many bears, but it was that it was the, it was the private land this guy had access sure. to. It's all he had. He put out a bear bait there, and I want to say he had the bait out for like three weeks, and uh, and he had I don't remember what he was baiting with, but it was good stuff. Yep. Not a single hit on the bait. He calls Ryan and says, "Ryan, what should I do?" Ryan Greb said, "You need to buy a bottle of Gold Rush." The guy bought it, put out Gold Rush, and in two days had his first hit on the bait. Yeah. yeah. I mean that that's that's what it does. And to go back even a little bit more in depth on the original story I told about uh, using a drag rag. Yes. Several, a couple of years ago, baiting in Oklahoma, put out a bear bait in a place where I had. It was an established bait. I'd, I'd baited there one year before. Typically in baiting bears, if you, you know, bears remember where food is at certain times. And so typically once you get going, it's pretty easy to keep them coming in. Yeah. I'd baited one year before. So I thought, well, next year will even be better. I went out and put out my bait like, two, I, I waited pretty late. I waited like two weeks before season. Put yeah. out my bait, came back eight days later and nothing had been to the bait, which was really surprising. And I was like, what's going on here? And uh, that's when I did the Gold Rush drag rag just yeah. by foot. I cut off some paracord, put about a four-foot strip hanging I off my ankle, and went for a hike over into another scent area. You know, like in the mountains where we're hunting, Colby, and it's probably maybe the same way where you're hunting, but, like, you might have your bait down in this valley, and – if the wind patterns aren't right, that scent is kind of contained. Right, yeah. And so I find that if you can get up on a ridge, get a drag over into the next valley or get it out into another opening. What I did on this one was I walked down the creek to where it hit a bigger creek and then walked down the bigger creek and basically spread out that scent signature. Yeah. And then like eight hours or I can't remember. I don't want to lie. It, it, it may not have been, I don't, it may not have been eight hours. It was within hours, 24 hours maybe yeah. at yeah. most. Can't remember. There was a bear. You obtained there. your goal. It, you had a bear. Bear out the was bait there, site. and it actually worked out great because my strategy that year was to wait until close to season to bait. I didn't want to bait them for two months. And why was that? Was there other competition within the well, area? Well, partly is it was took a half a day to bait that one spot. Yeah. By the time I drove there. And it was way back in. And I've found in Arkansas when we're competing against natural food source in the fall, it's easy to hold a bear for a week. Yep. It's hard to hold a bear for a month. Yeah. And so if you can hit it just right and start later, sometimes you can hold a bear. Yep. You know, and I every year I go back and forth. Sometimes I like to do that, sometimes I don't. But that year it bit me in the rear end because at first anyway. Right. And I baited two weeks before eight days in still didn't have a bear so i was like doggone should have baited earlier right but then the gold rush saved me and and, and when that first bear showed up then all the bears showed up it was just like they were just out of that area they were just somewhere else yeah and they just needed a hint yeah no and i i yeah 
we've had certain scenarios that are exactly the same, you know, existing bait sites that we've had for 20 years. You know, you bait them the first week and it should be like clockwork. You know, you should have five, six bears in there and you come back and, and there isn't. We had that this year yeah. um, in Minnesota where we were at. And, uh, you know, so I think in it, that might be a little bit of a, you know, a misconception too. Um, you know, I think everybody thinks that, well, Clay Newcomb started a bear bait. Uh, there's going to be 30 bears on that bait site. It doesn't always come nope. easy, you know, and, nope. and we got to work for it and, yep. and change our, maybe not our philosophy, but the way we do things a little Every bit. Every year can it, be a little bit know? different. Yeah, so, you know, and, and I love the fact that you brought up that you, you do only bait two weeks prior to the season, or maybe that's one way you've tried it and had some success now with it, um, because we see it both ways. Um, we get the question a lot. You know, even outfitters in Wisconsin, they there's a very large time frame that they can bait in Wisconsin right. Um, right. and Canada and, you know, and other parts of the country as well. Um and in Minnesota, we can only bait two weeks prior to the season opener, you know, okay. and we have a ton of success in Minnesota. And so then, you know, there isn't um, quantity limitations, though, or anything like yeah. that. We're in Wisconsin, um, and I speak to Wisconsin a lot because that's what I'm most that's familiar with, and that's where I'm from. Um, well, may, and maybe that would be a good place to, to give us an overview of, a lot of people might not be familiar, but like in some of the northeastern states, you can only, there's no baiting, but right. you can use scent. Yes. You can use a certain yep. amount of scent, yep. like Up in New York ounces. and where yep. where else? Uh, so New York and, um, man, New York's the first one that comes to mind. I'm Pennsylvania, can they use scent? No, they can't use okay, anything at all. No, no. So we do a, Harris, a show in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and that draws a lot of people from their surrounding states. And so I'm, I, I can't remember the exact uh, rules and regulations to each and every state. But it's a but small a, amount yeah, of scent that you, you can't use food scents. Or... Right, yep. Um, like North Carolina just opened up bait, bear baiting this year. Um, and it is, hang on, Brian needs a bottle of blueberry here. Oh, the spray scent. There you go. Um, so... Um, North Carolina opened up a bear baiting uh, season this year, and, and they can use, like, corn. Um, I want to say they can use peanuts, but there can't be anything natural, refined Natural bait. Yeah. Yep, exactly. It's got to be all natural. But um, a lot of those states um, up around that PA area uh, can use up to two ounces, you know. And so that's where our powders, and especially the Gold Rush, in a, in a format that isn't mixed with the with the grease really comes into play um we do a little test where we'll you know tip the bottle of gold rush upside down just let a little bit run into the cap take the cap off and wipe it out with a um just a uh q-tip q-tip yeah yep and hold it in front of their face and they can't have it within four feet because it's just so pungent and it you know so it it uh, really grabs their attention because in a scent wick um, application it works really well as well so you know yeah. those states that you know are well listening maybe and are saying man i'd love to be able to do that i just can't you know we can't bait we can only use up to two ounces you know of any sort of attractant um so there you go i mean our, our gold rush can be used as a scent wick our spray scents could be used as a scent wick as well um yeah. gold rush is going to last a little longer a little more pungent really gets out there uh yeah. the powders are super super potent as you know yes. um it's very hard to explain over you know a podcast just how just how potent they are right. um they, that scent really travels um and the yeah. best part about the the uh, powders themselves they're 500 times sweeter than sugar you know you can it's not considered a bait it's considered an attractant and you can okay. go ahead and sprinkle that out on on logs and stuff that and just even on the on the ground, you know, anything that will absorb a little bit of water or something that makes that that much stronger. Yeah. Um, and they really, really. You know really what I like about the powders when I use them is that it's not messy. 
No, it's not at all. All the other stuff is oil based. Yeah, it's kind of you know when you're carrying around a bottle of Gold Rush, it's kind of like you're carrying around a bomb. You really I mean, are. Like if it if it spills in your car, it's a good smell, but your car's gonna smell like Gold oh, Rush yeah, for a long time. But but point being, some people like I can throw this in a in a backpack and like because I have been doing some remote bait sites. Yep. Where I'm carrying I stuff in. I can't wait in. to hear more about those. And uh, but. Anyway, so it's kind of nice to have a dry powder base. It sure base. is. And it yeah. is super strong. You open it up, and it, it's super strong. Yeah. No, but, it is. It is. So. Yeah. Well, um, man, that's good. You know, my main objective was just to kind of familiarize people with your products, talk a little bit about how we're using them. Yep. And, uh, you know, not everybody's going to bait bears, but there's, there's a lot of states that can bait bears. Yeah. All the Canadian provinces except British Columbia – and well, and none of it, and some of the other, the real northern provinces, don't. right? But uh, they can bait bears on private land in New Jersey and North Carolina. They can bait bears, Arkansas, Oklahoma, a lot of the western states, yeah. uh, yep. the 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 Great Lake states, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, can bait bears. I mean, I don't know. I, I think there's like 17 states or something. I yeah, can't it's somewhere in there, you know. And there's a few, uh, there's a few that. You know, like North Carolina just added theirs, you know, and so there's yeah. a few more popping up, and I, I guess I'm not sure 100% on the regulations in Florida. They, they Well, there's no hunt in Florida right, right now. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, I don't they, think they took it away, and I don't know if there's any foreseeable future in bringing that know. back or not, you know, but I you know, sure hope so. Yeah, I hope it comes back too. And, Colby, every time I, I'm talking about bear hunting, I, I always want to tie it back into conservation, which I feel like has got to be on the lips of every bear hunter in 2019 is that – you know, we're talking about using scents to attract bears. The, the the end goal of this is that we could be selective in our harvest. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. I mean, it's not, and, and that's the way we should look at it, is that conservation-based hunting means that we are very selective in which animal we take. Yep. That's why I use scent products, commercial scents on my baits, is I'm trying to get that older, mature male where I can take him out of the population. Yep. And to me, it's a, you know, I mean, to somebody that didn't understand baiting, they're like, oh, man, these guys are, you know, using these high-powered scents to draw in bear. Well, there's a conservation side to it, too. Yeah. I mean, if all you can draw into your bear, if you can, if you can draw in five animals rather than three, there's a better chance in that five animals that you're going to have one that's an older mature male that is the right one to take out of the population that's also the right one that we're after as hunters too we want to kill we want to kill a big bear we're not hiding that fact no yeah that's also the bear that we need to take out from a conservation perspective he's already contributed to the gene pool he's done his job he's the perfect one to take out yep so you know this is uh uh this is this is a tool yeah a tool for that but man Hey, thanks for thanks for being on the podcast, man. No, it's my pleasure. It's my yeah. pleasure. It was great to listen to you and Bernie converse back and forth. And yeah, uh, Bernie's yeah. a great guy to be around. You yeah, know, he, he just he he really thinks analytically about uh, about bear baiting. I yeah. mean, probably more than anybody that I know. We all we all tend to you know we all tend to do nerd that out. really. Yeah, yeah. Nerd so. out. Uh, well, cool. Well, hope you guys have a great ATA show. And, it's been uh, good. Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast. Check out Bear Hunting Magazine. We're the only print bear hunting magazine in the world. 
big fish in a really small pond, but that's what makes us awesome. And uh, check out our YouTube channel. You'll see a lot of, I've got quite a few YouTube videos, especially the vlogs that we were doing back in the summer that highlighted the Northwood stuff. We do some Northwoods giveaways every year. And uh, so check out our YouTube channel. And uh, any closing thoughts, Colby? No, no, no. Just uh, I appreciate the opportunity to sit down and, and talk about it. Yeah, man. Well, keep the wild places wild because that's where the bears live. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins. Hey, we're going to take a little break here and talk about interstate batteries. Now, if you're like me, enjoying the great outdoors, you need gear that is as reliable as it gets. That's why I power my adventures with interstate batteries. I use interstate batteries in my boats. I use interstate batteries in my camper. Great for your truck, too. From Alaska to Montana, they're outrageously dependable. Battery is essential. With over 150,000 dealer locations, finding one is easy. For all your vehicles, land or sea, choose Interstate. Head to interstatebatteries.com and find your power today. 